Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years and have never lost my passion for comic books, something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Monday, November 20th, 2023, and this is episode 147 of the show. One of the things I try to strive for is to bring distinctive voices to the show. If you, the fan, are giving up your time to listen to podcasts, I want to make sure you enjoy the experience as much as you can so you keep coming back to see what else I got coming up. Often when talking about creators, we tend to stick with the writers and the artists. If the anchor is well known, well, they might get a mention. Too often, the anchor, letter, even colors, heck, the editor, get lost in the shuffle. We all do it. I try to give everyone their fair due because they all contribute to a fantastic comic book and should be acknowledged for their contributions. Now today, I have my first inker on the show. Now I'm sure I've had other creators who inked and did other creative duties, but Frank Percy is mainly an inker, and he's new to the podcast scene. I think he gave some really good insightful insights on being an inker today in today's comic book industry. I really enjoyed having him on. I think it went really well. I think you enjoyed the show today. It's really kind of cool. If you're new to the show, thanks for checking it out. Hope you continue to sample the show. Please look at the show notes, follow the podcast and social media, subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. I want the podcast to continue to grow. And as I said, introduce fans to a different way of discovering and reading fantastic comic books. Now onto today's show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have another first-time guest. I have an anchor on the show, and this is the first time I've ever had an anchor on the show, and I'll tell you why in a minute. My guest today is anchor Frank Percy. Frank, as a first-time guest, I always like to ask a person's comic book story. So what got you into comic books and made you a lifelong fan? Uh, I oh it was always a, a a way out. I was a poor reader in school, and um, my mom would know that you know at least he would read a comic book and give her somewhat of a feedback of what happened in the comic book. So it got me to read initially. Um, I really didn't get too much about the art so much because I got it so infrequently, but uh, I do remember the Jack Kirby. Uh, demon you know so little by little it simply added as i got older the reading never got much better till i was out of high school believe it or not but uh, comic books helped fill the gap of reading so the artwork was just fantastic and i just man i had to draw it you know no matter what so it was just a little bit of a uh, a help and a bit of an escape so you come from the age that I came from when comic books were frowned upon and teachers and people did yeah, not yeah. like comic books. And they didn't realize, like you and me, it acted as a gateway to other types of reading. I am a vivid, avid reader. I read all kinds of stuff. And that mm -hmm. goes back to me starting at comic books when I was 10 years old as a Bronze mm -hmm. Age baby. Mm -hmm. And I never lost my love for comic books. Mm -hmm. So you're an anchor. Yes. And I found you through a guy that I had on before, which is a lean. And... Mm -hmm. When I do a show, I try my best to cover all the creators, the writers, the artists, sometimes the anchor. I'll even talk about the letter or the colors. I think everybody has a unique contribution yeah. to a comic book. Sure. And when you talk about, you know, a, your comic book, 
it's usually the writer and the artist and often the anchor or the lettering and the colors are treated like the stepchildren of Cinderella. <clears throat> so um, how did you get you started in the industry and where might people have found your work? Um, I got started in the industry in a very funny way. Um, I it was just that I was a couple years after high school and um, I got a job um, in a stationary art supply store in Midtown Manhattan. And where else do you think um, artists hang out at? Art supply stores, you know? And um, I ran into, I, I was trying to get my work around just as someone to look at it. Um, the first person I ran into was Michael Bear, an inker artist at uh, Marvel DC Comics. Uh, this was a long time ago. And he was the first one who uh, gave me 10 minutes of his time to look at my work that I was uh, blowing up pages that uh, Sal Buscema penciled. I think it was Spider-Man or something like that. And uh, I just re-inked it because he was inking his, uh, Sal Buscema was inking his own books and he gave me some pointers. Um, that was my first kind of in intro into that. Um, after that, that same place, I ran into a guy named Art Nichols and he gave me uh, a bit more time. And I end up becoming his apprentice to help him uh, fill in, pay, fill in um, black spaces, um, do panels, erase pages, clean gutters, and sometimes uh, take um, pages into uh, Marvel or DC for him. And through him, I met Joe Rubenstein, and I was doing the same thing. You know, uh, sorry, you mentioned, I'm sorry, you mentioned Joe Rubenstein. Yeah. And uh, we were talking before we started uh, about a Kickstarter that I've, I'm on my show, the, the, the Joe Simon Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Joe Rubenstein drew the cover for the Kickstarter. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a great painter. He's a great artist. I mean, yes. he really is. And, and the cover he did, remember the old Superman versus Muhammad Ali tabloid from back in the 70s? Yes. yes. He did a play off of that. It was very fascinating, very cool how that was put together. I am sorry, the show is about you. Go on about your inking and you no, and Joe Rubenstein. Yeah, um, I doing the same thing, you know, uh, filling in blacks, um, uh, doing uh, panel borders, cleaning borders, uh, cleaning out gutters, and sometimes taking in uh, pages for him uh, to marvel and, or maybe picking something up. Um, through that, uh, through art, um, I met Jim Shooter when he first started uh, Valiant Comics uh, when he was at 46th Street. That's before he moved over to uh, 21st or 22nd Street um, at Valiant Comics with uh, Vinnie Coletta, um, Jay Jackson, and a few others I don't recall. You fans, so, you fans are listening and hearing these things, Joe Rimstein, Jim Shooter. Go to your computer, research these names. These are yeah. key people that you really should know about. Yeah. But, so, Frank, you know, most yeah. people when they're growing up, they're like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> I want to be an artist. I'm sure you went to your people and go, I want to be an inker. What made you want to be an inker of all things? Those, those, um, during high school, um, I used to buy, like, good thing it came out once a month, was the Savage Sword of Conan. Uh, the magazine format, which was in black and white, and over artists like uh, John Buscema, um, you had Ernie Chan, uh, 
uh, Alfredo Alcala, um, Rudy Nebrez, and uh, I think one or two Nestor Redondos. Um, and I just went to my art teacher and says, look at this. I mean, how do you do this? Well, you just kind of go like this and you go like that. You go. It doesn't look the same. <laughs> I mean, these guys were like real. They were giving you texture. I mean, it wasn't just flat, you know, just filling in lines. I mean, John Basama was pretty loose with um, his uh, breakdowns. Um, so in some of the magazines and some interviews and some old uh, comic zine magazines, you saw some of the originals, what he handed in to the pence, to the inker. And it was just like, it's like amazing. And then these guys did this magic. And I just, I go, how do you do that? You know? So how do you, how long does it take you to complete a page? And like, what's the difference between a loose penciler and a tight penciler? Um, you just see the basic um, idea of what they a penciler puts down. You know, just there's no, uh, maybe very little um, shading, just kind of a, an idea. And, you know, tight penciling is, you know, everything is noodled to death, you know, uh, almost depending on who it is. Is um, one harder or easier than the other or they just okay. have the pros and cons? Well, um, the pros that, you know, worked over John Buscema, I'm just using John Buscema as just a throw out there, has just done so much stuff that he could do breakdowns and hand it over to uh, Rudy Nebrez. And Rudy Nebrez would just, you know, it's like you might as well just sprinkle fairy dust over it and just go, you know, uh, wiggle his nose. And it's just a masterpiece, which what it was. But um, uh, not everybody can do that. You know, not every, some people really need, you know, those real leaders and breadcrumbs of how what you want. It's not easy to see. That is something that you'd hand over to, you know, a pro. Um, uh, at the time, I, I had no idea the whole process. You know, in high, when I was in high school, I had no idea. I just saw the finished end result. And I was happy that it was all in black and white and not um, covered in color. You saw the ink washes. You saw the the small, fine, uh, you know, uh, um, croquil lines, the brush lines. You saw it all how does, know, right there. How does the coloring affect things for you as the anchor? Um, um, at the time at Marvel, it was just like the, uh, for me, it was just a, you can cover up certain things and you can make things really pop out. It just depends on, you know, who does it. Um, so... I, I, I didn't really, you know, delve too far into it. So uh, um, the assembly line I was a part of just inking was, you know, uh, tough enough. So uh, the, what the next guy got, you know, I just thought, okay, well, that's how it goes. So we were talking about this, you know, when people are talking about credits, they always talk about the writer, the artist, they don't talk about the anchor and like it's the colors or the letterer. They don't usually get mentioned in discussion. So what exactly do you think anchors really get their fair credit? And what 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 is important with um, being an anchor? I mean, what's the importance of an anchor? I mean, well, first, it's just doing pencils. I know there's sometimes, I think, was it Gene Colin who sometimes would just do pencils and they've actually would put some of the stuff out there? Just explain some of that. Um, well, years ago, before this whole digital thing came in, um, 
pencils didn't really register very well um, in reproduction. So, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, back in the, you know, even before the golden age of comics, you know, all that comic book uh, satire, things that they did, if they did it in pencil, it may not show up, the details may not show up well in printing. So I guess they just stuck with, you know, um, inking your work and making it print ready. Um, but um, anchors got their due. Um, uh, uh, Terry Austin was the anchor for decades. I mean, he was. Um, Claus, Claus Jansen did a lot of inking for Frank Miller for a lot of yes, time. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on, you know, all of a sudden where you land, you know. Uh, but it's a job, you know, rents due. So um, they, I remember seeing in comic books for the longest time, uh, you know, fill out, the, fill out the form, you know, who's your best penciler? Who's the best writer? And who's the best inker, letterer? And they were all there, you know. Um, this just was the, the further back you go, the less people there were. Whereas nowadays it's just like, wow, it's like a, it's like a, a crazy field, you know, it's just so many, you know, but you know, the, the, the cream goes to the top, you know? So what might surprise a fan about you being an anchor for a comic book? Something that a fan would even possibly think about. Cause a lot of fans just look at the comic book and it's just eye candy. They read it in the story. Right. And, but what's something that people might be surprised about? Um, the time that it takes um, to do that, you know, it's not, um, I don't just, you know, do it in 15 minutes and then like, you know, uh, it's, it takes a little time. It takes a little thought at times, you know, when you look at a page, um, I got a page over the Punisher years ago. And so it's not, it was so it's not like coloring, like it's not like coloring a book, like doing a coloring book or a paint by numbers thing. You actually got to put some of your own creativity. A bit of stuff. creativity. Yeah. A thought. And you have to think about it, you know, uh, um, there was a guy, Kelly Krantz, who was doing a um, Sleepwalker. His his style was different from another book that I got out of the same office, um, Melvin Ruby. I mean, he was very kind of more realistic. Um, so you have to think about it, you know, um, looking over, you know, uh, Art Nichols' shoulder or looking over um, uh, Joe Rubenstein's shoulder. It's like, you know, they got new artists and new pages and it was just like, uh, you know, old hat, you know, and for me, it was still very new when I, you know, started freelancing, you know, but um, looking at how they did things and how they approach things, they say, well, what is it you're looking at? You know, don't just put a line over, you know, a pencil line. What is it? Is it a tree? Okay, give me something that says tree, you know, if you give me something that says, you know, you know, a, a, a rubber, you know, pole. Well, then that's not, you know, a tree, you know, it does not look realistic. That's not what it, what he had. You're supposed to bring it out. Neil, Neil Adams says, uh, you know, uh, anchor is supposed to bring out, you know, uh, a penciler's, um, you know, artwork. He was doing uh, the last pages uh, that he had over Gene Colan before he passed away. It's like, wow. You know, I mean, cause Gene Colan is not easy. I mean, uh, yes, it's I, like side of the pencil, tip of the pencil, you know, some smudges, some this, that, and the other. And like nowadays, you know, if if anything, you know what I say, go get a page of Gene Colan and then come back and show me your ink work. 
You know, I mean, think about it. You have to think. You cannot just go in there because it will look like a hodgepodge mess. So that's the thing. You know, don't give me Joe Matarera. It gives you every line where to go. You know, give me somebody like Neil Adams, who uses the side of the pencil, who gives you uh, values and textures. Then come back and show me how, you know, that you're an anchor. You know? So how, how has technology changed the inking process these days? Um, well, or, it's, it, it, oh, I yeah, don't know, because I don't do it, um, but I think I, I've tried it. I've tried it. Um, it may have made it a little faster. There's no uh, dipping in the, in the ink well. There's no, you know, you know, stamping your fingers because uh, you touched a wet spot, you know, and you got to, oh, crap. There's none of that anymore. Um, there's no more mask. Well, there's masking, but it's not like it used to be. You don't have to cut anything out. There's no liquid frisket. It's just, can you control uh, the medium, the uh, the app or whatever it is that, you know, to uh, give you the same effect? And I see a lot of guys can do that. I mean, it's just, it's amazing the, the things that they, they pull off, you know, um, and it's probably a bit faster, but there's no original. There's no, uh, Neil Adams said that. You know, that's fine. It's really good, but there's no original. See, after I sell, he says, after I sell the book, I still have an original that I can sell. Um, for the uh, the dip pen, he says, well, you know, he uses uh, these uh, newer pens that you don't have to dip in anymore. It just has a, you know, a refillable or just that's the cap. If you're done, you just throw it out. You know, you don't have to do it anymore. So. He refined it and explained it, you know, so much better on an interview of what he, what he and how he does it and the value of, uh, you know, an original. Because his stuff, I mean, it's sad that he passed um, not that long ago, uh, but uh, uh, his stuff was valuable when he was alive. I mean, even earlier stuff, always. He's always at the top, you know. So somebody who's younger... Is going mm -hmm. to mom and dad or somebody going, hey, I want to be an inker. <laughs> what advice would you give somebody that's actually thinking of being an inker and wanting to break into the industry? Um, ask them what what is what is what is an inker? What does he do? You know, uh, I'd say an inker needs to know how to draw almost as well as the penciler does because it's not tracing. They a lot of guys nowadays they think it's just tracing. You know, just trace over the guy's lines, which at now a lot of pencilers. I don't see anybody even using, you know, black, black, you know, shadows or cast shadows or anything. It's just it's like a coloring book. And whatever part the penciler couldn't do, you get the colorist to come in and paint in whatever it is you couldn't finish. It's like it's kind of strange. You know, uh, what, what I would say to a kid is uh, learn how to draw, understand human anatomy, um, learn how to draw what you see outside your every day. Uh, the best advice I would give is what Neil Adams gave, you know, go carry uh, a sketchbook with you and wherever you go, whatever you see, draw it. Wow. Frank, this has been an extremely fascinating <laughs> conversation. It was so hard coming with the talking points for this. I'm going, I hope I don't blow this. This is extremely great talking to I, you. I give all the credit to Neil Adams and, and all the guys that I worked on that worked I worked under and, you know, they, they gave me some time. So um, other people ask me as well, hey, Frank, you know, can you help me out? I say, oh, sure, no problem. 
I says, yeah, how much you want? I said, don't worry about it. Somebody showed me, I'm going to show you, you know, just what you do with it. Frank, you get the last words. Any parting <laughs> thoughts before we wrap this up today? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, love your medium. Love what you do. It's not easy. It's not like a, a regular job. So uh, I would say um, enjoy it. You know, uh, if you don't, man, this is a major headache. <laughs> Frank Percy, anchor extraordinaire. Thank no, you for joining <laughs> me for the podcast. This is extremely great taping today. I am very pleased to have you on. I'm definitely going to figure out a way to get you back on again. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.